1: So we insert new thoughts based on your repetitive thought. It's kind of like medicine. God is not playing with dice. I would say that Jesus is one of the best stories of this planet, therefore he's been able to reach across the globe because he was such a prime example of divine love. You found a partner who understands how to let you be you. The single thing in relationship stop trying to change the other person. Once you realize that, and that you love who they are, that you really, really love who they are, this life becomes technicolor. We have to start being kind. This planet's gonna go off-grid. We're gonna break it. We're gonna go rock into a wall with enough violence and anger, and we're at the most critical time in, I call it her story instead of his story, instead of history. We're the most critical time in her story where finally, we have the opportunity to wake up inside the dream and realize that love is all that matters.
0: Deborah Silverman is part astrologer, part psychologist, part comedian, and all real. She helps people turn on their own inner observer to see the things they say and do in a totally objective way. deborah has been in private practice for over 40 years and she uses astrology and her own system called the Four Elements, or Four E's for short, as tools to help people step into their own power. Debra's mothering approach to understanding and empowering people from all walks of life has earned her international fame and admiration. She's written a book, magazine columns, hosted a radio show, and has a YouTube channel with over 7 million views. She is dedicated to creating community and working for the children. Debra believes the future is arriving and none of us can do it alone. She is an expert in embracing the feminine, and her ultimate dream is to revolutionize therapy by teaching therapists how to provide custom treatment to their clients. Deborah believes in the power of listening. When we are silent, both with ourselves and each other, the messages that are trying to come through us can be given a voice, and we can all start walking our authentic and powerful path. She splits her time between Kauai and Boulder, Colorado, where she enjoys talking to the beautiful flowers, daily swims, and spending time with friends and family. Find Deborah on YouTube, and follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Meeting with Deborah today was amazing. The serendipity of our encounter is extraordinary and magical. You'll find out in this interview why I'm saying this, but this was the first ever interview where things got flipped, and it essentially became an interview about me through her purpose which was pretty vulnerable to say the least and also incredibly enlightening for me. And I think that there is a lot that goes on in this interview that you can see yourself in and it has you asking more and more questions that you maybe have never thought of before. I know that my curiosity right now is insatiable after this interview and I'm brimming with this optimism for my life because people like Deborah exist in this world and can help you find your place and help you to understand how yourself already knows what those places are, how to walk your true walk, how to be your true self. I think she really captures a lot of the essence of what People of Purpose is all about as a culture, as a community, as guests. Deborah embodies the epitome of what is a person of purpose. I'm so excited to share with you her story and her gifts and her talents and how they come out through my journey in this podcast episode today. So with that... No, you will enjoy today's episode with today's person of purpose, Deborah Silverman. Hello, Deborah. Good to see you today. You're in Colorado. I'm in Minnesota.
1: Colorado, Minnesota—two open sky spaces.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, you're in Telluride, and I see that it's like real sunny and beautiful there, and I'm feeling a little jealous because I'm in Minnesota and it's a little gray and <laughs> rainy. But I'm Is excited. It rainy in Minnesota? It is raining right now. Yeah, it rained a lot yesterday.
1: Okay, well, we are in the middle of a beautiful sunny day in Colorado, and it's my pleasure to be with people of purpose.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure to have you. So we were talking just beforehand that you were saying that you weren't sure how we came into contact, and I wasn't sure how we came into contact. We had someone that was our matchmaker, (laughs) and (laughs) I'm excited to see how the stars align, uh, so to say. I know that you carry a lot of hats, you're an astrologer, you're a psychologist, you're a comedian, you consider yourself to be all real. I'm really excited to see how our intersections are going to play out in this interview because I think we do have a lot of similarities. One thing I really like about your story so far is that you have these esoteric interests and you follow them, you go all in, you don't prescribe to just normal. And that's something that I aspire to and I think a lot of our listeners do. So could you tell me a little bit about what happened in childhood that made you become an astrologer and things of that nature?
1: Yeah, I would say that from a very young age, I had a very, very strong destiny line. And that's an unusual quality. There's not a lot of people listening today that can say, oh, I know exactly what I want to be when I grow up. In fact, that's an issue around millennials is that there's so many choices in our world and it's so hard to come simply into focus. But I knew from a very young age that my simple intention was, how can I help people wake up I always make the joke that I was born in the year of the rooster, so I'm here to go cock doodle doo How do I help people wake up and not be identified to what they should be, but actually following their deepest calling, their highest self? So since I was really young, I've been super curious, asking people a million questions. I've been the person that really wants to listen. I have what I call big ears, even though they're not really big. But I love to hear people's stories. So it came clear right young that I wanted to help people by listening deeply and facilitating their listening deeply. And that would allow some semblance of authenticity, which as I think is where you and I really resonate, is stop playing the game called let's pretend we're normal And let's be disclosing our true self and be transparent. And in doing so, everything gets really alive and vital and emotional and authentic. And you do have one thing in your chart besides you being a Libra, who is the endless inquisitor, who loves to ask endless questions. You also have a very deep emotional moon in Scorpio. You feel a lot which is probably confusing for how deep your mind goes so fast and so hard. And then your emotions go so deep and so wide. It's like, wait a minute, which direction am I going to go? And am I right or
0: am I right? <laughs> I, yeah, that's very accurate. I love that. Yeah. It's- it feels like I'm totally alive. Like there's definitely not a lot of just numb, boring blankness going on. Exactly. So I think that the
1: game is me being able to put words to that and not knowing you at all. That is what I'm so in love with, with astrology is very quickly. And I teach people how to do this and I teach them how to be astrologers and actually make a living doing astrology. Because once there is language for our personality types and we can actually give voice to the uniqueness of who we are and be able to distinguish like, oh, that's dad. He has a temper. Oh, that's mom. She never talks. Oh, that's dad. He's fire. Mom is water. That's why they don't get along. And once there's language like that, it allows for compassion. It's like an immediate shortcut to letting people be who they are and not wanting to change someone. And that's really one of the biggest handicaps, I think, in our relationships, particularly Mr. Libra, who loves relationship. The biggest issue is you can't change somebody. You probably know that.
0: I hope you know that. I've learned that for sure. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I feel like I understand the truth and other people should get on board with the truth. And it's probably some deeper reason why I've started a blog and a podcast and established myself as a teacher and things like that. Yeah, like what you're saying is totally right. You can't change people, you can't tell them how to be. They have to discover it for themselves in their own unique way. And their truth is their truth.
1: And I think the trick is as a teacher, particularly, and this is my fantasy that in the school system, They would have astrology. That as a teacher, to be able to look at your children or your students and be able to say, oh, this kid doesn't need to be told to go fast. He's so slow. And this kid doesn't need to go slow. He's a speed freak. He's going to be done first. And then you let them be who they are. And suddenly there's this unbelievable relief. And that's what happens in my school. Every September and every January, we have a school that starts. And in the school, you can really see how... People are transformed from when they walk in to when they leave just by giving them a language to understand their quirky personality.
0: Yeah, wow, that's awesome. Tell me more about this school. You've started a school or you teach in a school?
1: It's online. The whole thing's online. So it's a six-week course. It starts in September, and you study your own chart. So the beginning of the school is really identifying the elements like water, air, earth, and fire, which is a stronger element. That's the first conversation. Then the next conversation is where does your thought process get stuck in loops? Everybody's got it. Where their mind gets caught in a repetitive thought. And so we're looking at how do I help you identify from the observer's point of view, from an objective point of view, what's the thought process that you have from when you wake up in the morning to you go to bed that repeats itself? And how do you liberate that thought? and reinsert a new behavior so that's the second class and that's mercury that's a specific class all about your unique way of thinking and then the third class is the shadow the human nature shadow that you are avoiding there's some part of your personality that you're avoiding and it's got some clear identification in astrology of what is it that you could be cultivating rather than avoiding and it becomes this really interesting conversation that's one of my favorite classes and then the last one is your life purpose, more to your point on your people of purpose. The last class is specifically, what did you sign up for this lifetime and how do we help you remember? So it's a really cool school. It's only six weeks. There's a break in the middle. You get a um, small class, only 10 people in the class. So they really do study your chart. And you go really deep into a self-discovery. And at the other side of it, you're suddenly like, oh, I realized that I never cleaned. I need to go clean my house. Or, oh, I realize I clean too much. I need to go have fun. And we give you assignments.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Can we go into some of these details? I'm definitely really interested in this. You're like a little intellect, Tanner. You just love
1: using your mind. It's all over your chart. You have such an appetite mentally. That's why you're doing a podcast. The hard part for you in your chart is that you're trying to be, I'm sure you've given this up, but you're an eccentric You made a promise this life to not follow. And then the other part of your chart wants nothing more than to be normal. Good luck with that.
0: (laughs) Let's go into my chart in a little bit. I definitely want to dig into that. I want to be more like capture something that more of the audience could understand like as a whole and then go into my specific story. Okay. So you said that you have a class on what's the thought process you have that repeats itself and how can we interrupt that and start a new thought process? Exactly. What's an example? Can you make that tangible?
1: Yeah, super easy. So let's say, for example, your mind, because that's what Mercury describes, there's four elements. So some people have their mind is in water, which means that they feel, they're hypersensitive, they get intuitions, and they dream a lot, but they can't focus the way that people would want them to be in a linear fashion. They're more instinctual. And so what we would introduce into that thought process is, oh, you need to journal and start tracking what those thoughts, those creative thoughts are, make list and let's go from just thinking about all this stuff to actually doing it. So we would help them move from just ideas into reality. That would be an example. Or then someone else might have Mercury and Earth, where they're always being practical, and they wake up in the morning with their list in hand, and they feel like they're never doing enough, and they have this it's non-stop feeling of, I should, and I'm not producing. Then we would help them insert, hold on a minute, The medicine for that is to relax and know the mantra for that one is, I'm doing enough, I can relax, and I can trust myself. So we insert new thoughts based on your repetitive thought that will help. It's kind of like medicine. It's like giving you some medicine to soften the hard edge of whatever your mind is doing to you. (laughs) Because everyone's got a little culprit where their mind is being really kind of, I always wonder who pays the guy and why he works overtime. But there's always a thought process in everyone's psyche that isn't very nice. And so we insert that, you know, medicine.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This is making me wonder about how you would coach people and maybe like market to them. I'm thinking like, I know you have a really popular YouTube channel. Are you putting things to people in a way that makes it so you tap into, oh, yeah, I am that kind of person that is water. And I have a lot of dreams and ideas, but I don't really execute and exactly. Yes. Yeah, Yeah,
1: you got it. So what we do is we teach even salespeople or coaches or therapists or you know, people that are working in sports, because the more you understand the uniqueness of the person you're talking to, the quicker you go into rapport, the easier it is to get results as far as connection. All I'm really interested in is connection. How do I help people feel connected? Yeah.
0: Why do I feel like I can connect with almost any kind of person? Is that a Libra thing?
1: Totally, totally. You can leave your land and go over. That's why you don't want to talk about you. You leave where you live and you go over to where they live. You love doing that. And there's nothing more interesting in the world. Dale Carnegie wrote a book called How to Make Friends and Influence People.
0: I have read the short version of it,
1: yes. (laughs) You just use their name. You talk about them. And so what Libras do is they leave themselves behind. They're so interested in the other everyone's waiting for someone to ask them how are you and really listen (laughs) so if you're someone like you who wants to have a conversation that's meaningful which is who you are then people are going to feel so connected to you like you've asked the deepest questions and you really listen and now they're your new best friend then at the end you're like I have to go now that was just me being me I'm not interested really
0: (laughs) yeah yeah that's true I mean not wholly true I definitely have conversations i like to follow up on i feel like yeah yeah. there's a lot of people considering how
1: many can fit in our little you know reality but you are someone that can really do social skills in a very kind way you're exceptionally deep you know you want to get into people's hearts and that's what makes a good friendship i always tell people that are wanting to date someone how do you get open to having people be interested in wanting to date you just ask them questions and then listen to them like where are you from just what you're doing to me today. You're such a Libra. You're asking a million questions live time. And that brings us into the moment. And then I get to tell you all my stories. And then I love Tanner because he's so interested in me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I love what I can learn about how people in the world work. Because you're so curious because you're an air sign. I'm so curious. (laughs) So I guess we can stick with me as we go to the next thing. You talked about your Mercury class as your unique way of thinking. Can you make that more tangible for me to understand? Yes. Yeah,
1: so when you were born, it's really interesting. When you were born, not only was Mercury in Libra, the Mercury often travels with the sun. So your sun signs Libra and your Mercury's in Libra. But you had Mars, the red planet was sitting right on your Mercury, which describes someone who's got an incredibly enthusiastic thought process because Mars is male. It's the planet of war and it's sitting on your mind. So you've got an excessive amount of energy intellectually, much more than most people. And you would have seen that as a kid, like just always asking questions. You probably drove your mom nuts.
0: Definitely. My mom and I have had a tenuous relationship. (laughs) Yeah, I was was like, why are we having this consequence? Why are we doing things this way? Are you sure this is the best? You're stuck in an old way of thinking. We should question everything. And, you know, I did debate in high school. That was a huge activity for me that was very inquiry based.
1: Yeah, that's Mars on your Mercury. You fight with your mind, and you never assume anything is true until you ask a million questions. So it's irritating to some people, but to other people, you're inspirational because you get us all thinking.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that's what you would consider to be my unique way of thinking?
1: Definitely. And then the downside of it is you're super indecisive because at the worst, that quality makes you Never stop asking questions to the point where you don't know when it's over.
0: Yeah, that's true. And my fiance actually calls me Mr. Gray Man because I never can see things in black and white. I never it's like, this is obviously true and this is obviously false. I always see that either side could have a certain level of validity. And it's hard. To Welcome to Libra.
1: <laughs> I'm going to use it Mr. Gray Man.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the shadow class. You said uh, it's the personality you're avoiding and we need to tap into that because there's some gift there how does that work
1: so it's the shadow it's Curly young it was an ancient you know i wouldn't say ancient but he cuz he was 1930s but there's a psychological awareness that's not ancient actually it's quite modern and it came into being in the 1930s where we began to talk about the unconscious mind and once you know about the unconscious mind you know that there's a part of us that avoids what really matters at times. It's kind of crazy. So for you, your North Node, that's how we talk about it, it has two flavors to it. One is the position that you should be going to in this lifetime that's going to help you fulfill your purpose. The opposite, which is the shadow, is the thing you're going to resort to. Kind of I think of it like old pair of slippers, like you go put on your old slippers when you just want to be lazy. I'm going to talk about your lazy part first. Your lazy part is some part of you just wants to stay home. And you just want to play house and you just want to be comfortable and you'd prefer to be able to think and read and do all the stuff in your head. But your promise this life based on the North node is that you would be a businessman, believe it or not, and that you would take responsibility to get things done in a very orderly and concrete fashion where you would actually seek results versus the comfort of you studying. Like you are supposed to be in business. Did you know that?
0: I have figured that out in the last six months, actually. This is incredible that you have tapped into this. Let me give you a little update about my life. So I just finished my master's of education program. I did super well in it. Got good grades. like got a California teaching credential. But the second half of it, I realized this is probably not like what I actually should be doing considering where my interests are right now. So I decided to get engaged to my fiance in Thailand. I lived in Thailand before moving to San Francisco and we had a lot of trouble with the visa situation. It kind of came down to a, we need to commit to each other to make all this happen. And I said, yeah, let's do that. And so I took on this responsibility mode and mindset after that, doing that. And I have since started like interviewing people on my podcast more related to the business entrepreneur sphere. And now I've like dug into real estate investing I'm in, like, cryptocurrency kind of things, and I am, like, businessfying my podcast. I have a team of four. We're doing Facebook ads and things like that because I do see that this is where I can take care of her, and I can take care of being, like, location independent and having my time back and have, like, something that allows me to explore a lot of intellectually curious components and then put them into, like, action to create results that have real-world impact and give me a sense of purpose in the world. And yeah. Does that make sense to you?
1: That's so beautiful. You just did it. Yeah. So you went from your old system would have been to be around kids. The South No was in cancer and playing in your own sphere of small at home in the school in comfort. But your promise is to go big and to do business and to think much bigger than just, and you used relationship, which is classical Libra to inspire you because relationship is everything for a Libra. So, yes, I am here to tell you in no uncertain terms, you're totally on schedule.
0: Wow. So, when you're on schedule and it's something that no one around you is doing, nobody has told you to do, sometimes people look at me like, okay, man, good luck. Like, you are taking on a lot and you have no experience in business. You know, you're onboarding a woman who can't work when she gets here. She comes from a Thailand salary, she's never been to this country. There's like, And people's minds like, this is a lot of risk you're taking on. And for me, it just feels like this is my purpose. This is what I need to do. I'm totally energized and engaged to do this.
1: Exactly. You came in this lifetime and that takes us to the, I'm going to skip over to the last class, which is your life lesson. And yours is an Aquarius, which means you made a promise this life to never follow. So while it might be normal and it makes sense, you get a graduate degree and you want to play, you know, school and you're going to be in America and you're going to marry a normal. No, you were like, excuse me, I'm doing this my way. And that was exactly what you promised.
0: Wow. I'm on schedule. That sounds that's awesome to hear from you.
1: So that's what happens when, you know, I have a host of certified astrologers on my website, because I don't do readings anymore, but I have trained over a dozen people that went through a rigorous training, and they look at your chart, and they say to you, like this would be the shortcut. You would have called me three years ago and I would have said, listen, you are going to go do this education thing because your mind is insatiable. But at some point I'm going to suggest you, you do business. And that's probably going to be after you finish proving to yourself how smart you were. Now, once you figure out how smart you aren't in business, you will then begin a new curve of learning. So you're fascinated. You're never going to stop wanting to learn. And that's just the un fortunate or fortunate part, depending how you see it, of who Tanner is. And when you know that you've got Mars, the male planet sitting on Mercury, your mind, that you've got this appetite, and this is what happens in astrology. It's this simple. If you can be given permission to understand a language, this is why I think every school system should have by the senior year, those kids should walk into the vocational counselor and she would say to you, Tanner, you are going to be a great teacher, but until you reach about 28, 29, 30, you're gonna feel like you're just teaching until you realize, no, you're here to be in a business and make a lot of money and be able to support your wife. And by the way, you're gonna be in love this life because that's your highest priority. And then you would've been like, thanks, and off you would've gone to school.
0: (laughs) Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from living at your purpose? I know a bad accident, breakups, and head injuries have plagued my path of purpose. The good news is that People of Purpose has now partnered with BetterHelp, an online counseling platform that will assess your needs from exactly where you are and match you with your very own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. BetterHelp is not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in many areas. I know that when we are purposefully and passionately pursuing our visions, it can be so hard to take the big action you need for yourself. That's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is available worldwide from the comfort and ease of your smartphone. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor, call or video chat as often as you need. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses without needing to be in one single city or drive and sit in an uncomfortable waiting room just to have a 30-minute conversation. These conversations have the power to literally change your life. We need to make sure we're having them. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. For me, the sign-up process was so thorough and personalized to exactly what I needed. Within 15 minutes, I was done, and the very next day I was paired with a counselor with the pedigree to help me think through exactly the questions I have at this stage in my life. Since I've met my premarital Christian counselor, Colleen, I've had enormous insights on where and how to create better boundaries, and even had a session with my fiance while she's in Thailand and I'm in California. It's amazing how powerful and accessible counseling is today with the power of the internet. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. Whether you need professional coaching for your business, help overcoming a trauma, or just need a thought partner who would walk through a rocky part of a road with you, BetterHelp wants to help you start living a happier life today. People of Purpose listeners get 10% off your first month. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash People of Purpose. That's BetterHelp.com forward slash People of Purpose. And join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So you're telling me that I'm going to remain in love and that's going to be my central priority and then business is going to supply the people, my life and the people I love in my life with a lot of money. That's essentially what you're telling me. Bingo. And that's what I've been feeling recently. And it's very weird because I grew up with like a single divorced mom who was like living at or near the poverty line all the time. That's, like, a lot of unpacking I've had to do in my own self to, like, come out of the mindset of scarcity around money. And I'm there right now. I'm reading, like, Think and Grow Rich and things of that nature. Law of Attraction has really appealed to me recently.
1: Yes, you're doing the metaphysical. You're combining classical business with high mind you're going to take your mind to the highest level and that combination is where magic begins so you're on the right street and this is what happens at the end of a really good reading when you get an astrology reading it's like oh my and, and wouldn't it be amazing if we could do this for
0: children yes. and
1: that's why like that. it would be so much easier
0: so my question is and you like hinted at it makes me not want to know the future at the same time because i love the serendipitous aspect of life so how do you resolve that like Fortune telling component of this, like for a child, you don't want to tell them what their whole life is. But
1: you don't tell them. All I would What's have said to you about? I would have said to you, listen, you're an educated monster. You have to keep your mind fed. This is what I would have said to you in high school.
0: <laughs> okay. You will
1: never be satisfied. However, the long view is your business, which will be something to do with the internet or something to do with it's because you've got Saturn and Aquarius, something to do with technology, will come in later in your life. So don't rush. So it's kind of like you don't give someone a limited timeline, like this is what you have to do. It's more like this is the suggestion. And by the way, fate will have its way anyway. So you don't have to get your chart done. It's not necessary. Like I was describing my own life, destiny came to get me and she did not have a vote. I always make a joke. My business is run by a woman who taught me how to use the internet. And her name is destiny. And every Monday today, Every Monday morning, I have a meeting with Destiny. It's just a coincidence that the person I work with is called Destiny. But the point of that story is she came into my world, and she knew how to use Facebook ads and create an incredible online presence and taught me how to do the marketing that was required to do the Facebook Lives and the webinars. And I've created a school where we have thousands of people from around the world all inside the internet, just 10 people in each room where they actually come to the school in September and. It's all because of her. Now, that was destiny finding me. Could someone have interrupted that? No. Could someone have said to me, I don't want a psychic coming and telling me, oh, you're going to meet destiny. I just want someone to say to me, your gifts are blah, blah, blah. And the timing of this will be blah, blah, blah. That's very comforting. Right. Right. But not dictating to me anything. No one's dictating. I mean, I'm like you. Don't be telling me what to do.
0: So it sounds like you never have anxiety. Like, you know that destiny is always going to work out for you. Fate is always going to have its way. And you are very self-aware of your tendencies. So,
1: It's very true. It's true. I have children and they suffer from anxiety and I do not. I do not have anxiety. I have a very deep abiding faith and I've proven it to myself time and time again. But I have kids, you know, they suffer. So it's not specific. It depends on... You know, as I said earlier, I really did come in this life with such a strong definition. Like, it was not a mystery to me that I was going to help people. Like, you, as a teacher, you knew you wanted to learn, and you went through school, and you did all that, and then you found out another dimension of you showed up, and you couldn't have predicted that, but it's right here in the chart. Right.
0: Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is wild. So tell me about my more micro tendencies within that, like in the business sphere, in the family life, what am I going to be leaning on? How am I going to become in those processes?
1: Isn't neck, right? He gets a free reading. If you guys were interviewing me. You'd get a free reading too. The nitty gritty part about your chart is you are a slow starter as far as business. It's going to take a little while, longer than you think. So don't pressure it. It just simply means that you have to do things well. You've got a perfectionist, a bad case of the perfectionist in you. Mm -hmm. Details really matter to you. So you're like, you research, 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 collect, collect. Then you implement. Then you execute. So don't be in a rush. Right. You know, let yourself make mistakes. That's one of your biggest, worst things.
0: Let myself make mistakes? That's what I'm not good at?
1: That's what you're not good at. You've got such high expectations.
0: I do. (laughs) Yeah,
1: And see how that is, like you just came that way. That wasn't because you had a strict dad or because you just, this is where the soul is separate from. There is definitely nurturing and family dynamics that contribute. But the real way that we grow up is because our soul is trying to find a voice. And if you're awkward and if you're uncomfortable and if you're inauthentic or if you can't make decisions or you can't find yourself, that's because you're not near who you really are. And that's why you go see an astrologer. And it's always amazing to the person. All you say to an astrologer is, can you help me? I'm not quite sure I'm on the right street. Now, sometimes astrologers are going to go, oh, yes, you are. It was instinctual and you've just been overthinking it. But sometimes we really are like, there's an artist who's doing accounting and I'm looking at the chart going, what are you doing?
0: Right. I would say that this component you've tapped into here is the core of why I've started this podcast is I was seeing a lot of people my age floundering in what they're trying to do after college. And there's always this tension of like the family ideals or family legacy that you're trying to carry through versus like what's new and hip and cool. And like, Internet based sort of, you know, thing. And then there's the whole like security-minded path that's open to you right now because you have some connection with some professor or whatever. Like I think that you need to be thinking a level beyond that where you can tap into that inner knowingness, like you had mentioned the inner observer. I'm super into like meditation, mindfulness, things of that nature. That's
1: so smart. I have a book called The Missing Element that you can get on my website. I will sign it for you, and I will send you your chart. Or you can buy it, obviously, on Amazon. But in the book, it's all about, everything about it is that inner observer. Like Once your meditation becomes a practice where you can watch yourself and your observer's on, and you find yourself endearing, you're not judging yourself, Mm -hmm. not judging other people. I think people don't realize how often they're like, they notice these things and then they criticize someone. and internal dialogue is so mean. Yes. My job is to create compassion, to really help you say, every single human being here is as screwed up as you are. And every single human being here is as divine as you are. Now, what do you want to focus on?
0: Yeah, definitely. I love that. So when you are thinking about spirituality, religion, those big, big topics, How do you follow on that stuff? Do you believe we should be following one certain teacher or path? Like, if Jesus Christ did all the things he did, is he the one and only way to do it? Is Buddhism the one way to do it? Like, how appropriate should you be to the culture that someone was raised in? Say, if you're raised in a Muslim country and you become Muslim, is that all right and legitimate too? Can people have different truths on these topics that claim objective truth? How do you feel about all that?
1: <laughs> so funny. I always say I don't care what God's last name is as long as you believe in him or her. I like to call him her. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their point of view of how they see this reality and my job is to actually let people be who they are. So I love Jesus and I love Buddha and I think Muhammad and the whole in fascinating realm of the Sufis all of it I would be willing to go into every church and spend deep study. However, you've got to take a choice based on what you know, and you don't have to follow religion, by the way. There's a lot of people that I know in my circle of friends who are quote-unquote spiritual, and all that means is the invisible world is real for them. That's all spiritual means, that you know there's something beyond this physical plane. Yeah. And I know it is because I'm an astrologer. There's no question at all that there is a overriding intelligence as Einstein said it God is not playing with dice this is not a mistake nothing about this place unless you're sleeping if you sleep in the middle of the day and you're getting high and you're eating sugar and you're not working and you're watching video games and you're figuring out how to make you know that's a sleep
0: <laughs> welcome to a uh, state school USA Right. (laughs)
1: They're sleeping and they're waiting to go have a party. So my challenge is how do I help you wake up? Mm -hmm. That's my whole life's work. What can I do to bring you back to you, better known as God or goddess? I had a really lovely rabbi who's since passed. He had this brilliant one-liner. He said, I put the word religion in my mouth and it tasted terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Religion is not a word that I happen to appreciate, although I firmly believe that we must have a relationship with a higher power. You can't assume that you're it. Please tell me, you know you're not it.
0: (laughs) Right, and is that because you have this intrinsic understanding that compassion is an important thing to be cultivating in the world?
1: That's because I know without a shadow of a doubt that astrology works. I came to astrology as a skeptic. I thought it was ridiculous. Why would these planets be influencing us?
0: Right, and I would say like the Christian community that I would consider myself to be my biggest spiritual community here in the U.S. is scared of this kind of topic that you're involved in.
1: They hate astrology.
0: Why? Well, it's... Yeah, why? (laughs) And how do you respond to that? Because
1: religion has to have a dictating principle and astrology promotes individual thinking.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: If you learn astrology, you really understand very quickly, oh my God, I'm... Like, you're the one that asks a million questions. Once you know that you have permission to say, I can't stop, that is so liberating. Like, religion doesn't like that. Like, no, Tanner, <laughs> don't wonder how it is that Jesus walked on water. Just agree. That's not going to make you Mr. Libra mm-hmm. with Saturn and Aquarius. You cannot not ask a million It would drive you crazy to be told to believe something without any evidence.
0: So if you were a pastor and you were well-versed in astrology, How would you frame that Jesus walking on water thing to someone like me?
1: I would say that Jesus is one of the best stories of this planet. Therefore, he's been able to reach across the globe because he was such a prime example of divine love. So I don't care what the Bible says. His story and his message, when you break it down to the essence, not to the details. Did he walk on water? Did he feed people all day long? Did he heal people when they walked by him? The more important point is his story survived because his message was love. So I'm all about Jesus. It doesn't matter what you believe in. Just bring it down to the essence. Be compassionate. Love people. Open your heart. Admit you're vulnerable. Mm. Be real. That's all what Jesus said. But then it turned into like, I don't know. There are crazy stories that come with these people.
0: I love that. I love what you said about that. That's definitely what I focus on when I'm studying Jesus, too. <sighs> There's no question he was an incredible, unbelievable teacher, as was Buddha. Yeah, and Buddha is really interesting to me, too, because when I was living in Thailand, I did a couple of long meditations. I did a five-day and a 10-day sit where you're you know, not talking, you're kind of fasting and things like that. And You hear a lot about Buddha and his commitment to understanding his true inner nature and how it connects to all the outer nature was incredible to me. He was like, I'll sit under this tree until my legs become part of the earth. That sort of mindset. Uh, I love that story. I'll sit under this tree until I reach enlightenment. Exactly. Like that was his mindset. And when we're getting like fidgety after 20 minutes and we got to, you know, we feel the heat in the bones on the knees and you got to readjust position like buddha was not readjusting position buddha was sitting 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 fasting for days and other people like gandhi are doing similar type of things and i think there's something incredible about doing nothing that i just totally respect <laughs> it's like so opposite of jesus which was like so action-oriented so yeah i don't even know what my question is right now but that is remarkable to me
1: now, what you're talking about is your high appetite for refined expression of commitment and discipline. And that's what marriage is. That's what relationship is. That's what you're going to do. To be totally committed to a person and say, I will weather the storm with you. That's what Jesus would have liked to have said to Mary if they wouldn't have limited him. <laughs> that's what Buddha would said to Tara if he could have said it. That's funny. This, I'm talking to a Libra about relationship as the doorway That's another doorway to spiritual enlightenment. Doesn't matter what you do, just stay the course.
0: Yeah, I feel like that too. I'm marrying someone that's so different than me in so many ways, and like obviously culturally very different and things like that, but just her tendencies are so different. She does not have this huge appetite for asking tons of questions, being intellectual, but she has this ability to just be peaceful and content and like not have so many big projects and hobbies that she's chasing after and just sit there with a smile and feel good and be fully listening to me as I tell about all my big grand life adventures I'm on. What is that about? That's wild that I have that kind of desire. Like I was dating someone that was very similar to me in nature and that was chaotic. I could not handle that. She was more ambitious than me.
1: That was so smart of you. That was so you balanced yourself out. You found a partner who understands how to let you be you. Yeah, that's a the single thing in relationship. Stop trying to change the other person. Once you realize that and that you love who they are, that you really, really love who they are, this life becomes technicolor. And then the practice, of course, is the sustaining. How do we keep the relationship alive? How do you keep the sexual current alive? How do you make sure you're still listening? How do you make sure you still want to be with them? And that's what I'm a grown up. That's when the art of love becomes this incredible
0: Buddha-like tendency to sit even when it hurts and not move. Yeah. This is the first interview I've ever done on my podcast where the focus has been more on me than my guest. That's because you never let the everybody, that's so funny, Tanner. As a
1: Libra, you spend all the time on other people. This is such a great interview. You're letting yourself be seen. And when people are exposed and they show their self, everyone leans in because they're like, wow, Tanner, I didn't even know that about you.
0: Yeah, no, like I have been interviewed like I think three times now in the whole like almost two years of the podcast and those are by far like double the amount of downloads as all the others. Seems like people want those, but I'm like the most hesitant to do those because this project is not about me. It's about something bigger than me that we all capture as guests on the podcast.
1: That
0: is so sweet.
1: Those are the ones that listen to the most. The same thing for me. I'm Libra rising. I have Libra in me. I never want to talk about myself. And everyone keeps asking me to write a memoir. And I'm like, who
0: wants to hear my story? Forget about me. (laughs) That's very Libra. Yeah. But at the same time, you mentioned I'm eccentric. so It's not eccentric. You just can't go to the normal beat. Like You're going
1: to always hear your own drum beat. You'll study everyone else's, you'll listen to their drumbeat, and then you'll go to the left and go, I'm not doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So in what ways do you predict I'm going to become more like you after this interview?
1: <laughs> I hope you come study. I hope in September you take the class. We would give you a, a Tanner or special discount. If you could learn the language of astrology, it will help you. In business, when you know the business partners, personality. and all of my company, I have 15 employees. And every single one of them, I would never hire anyone without seeing their chart.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Ever. Ever. If I made a mistake, stupid, stupid. Oh, my God. I'll never do that again. So,
0: like, it's like, hello, how are you? What's your birthday? But-
1: <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that. You could say that's exactly how it goes. I have a product right now. I don't know. When is this airing,
0: Tanner? Uh, most likely in two months, I would say. Uh, I think you're the fourth one that's waiting to be published.
1: June, July, August. Perfect, because that's right when the school starts. So any of you that are listening, if you're interested, you can join the school in September because it'll be right in August. That's when you're showing up. So, yeah, it's only twice a year we do the school. And the other project I have is called The Star Community. It's much cheaper. The Star Community is a membership platform where you can learn astrology month by month just by signing up and you learn one sign for the whole month. I interview famous. I just interviewed Tommy Chong of Cheech and Chong. I interview famous people that are the sign of the month. He was a Gemini this month. And then we do videos and we do interviews and we do all kinds of ways for people to learn. So if you don't want to come to the school, because it is, it's a thousand dollar commitment to come to the school in September. The membership site, the star community is the shortcut. And then of course the book, the missing element is the inside the book is a questionnaire where you figure out which one of the four elements you are, and which one your partner is. And that really helps for someone that doesn't believe in astrology or knows nothing. The missing element has no astrology in it. It's just the personality types.
0: Wow. I want all three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course I do. This brings me to another topic. That's really interesting me around money. I don't seem to have a lot of worries around money. Sometimes I'll be pretty heavily in debt and sometimes I'll be pretty ahead. And could you help me understand that aspect of my personality? And is there something maybe that is universally true about money we should all be knowing and thinking about, like principles and laws around money?
1: Yes. I'm going to give you one finishing touch because then I have to go. Someone once told me that if you took all the money out of everyone's pockets and you threw it up in the air... It would land in the same people's pockets on the way down. Okay. Because certain people in a lifetime come with money. And you can see it in the chart. Certain people just that this lifetime, they seem to draw it to them. And they go through it, and they lose it, and they get it back. Other people, they never get it, like your mom, where they really suffer because they have a limited concept, and it doesn't go away. And you can really see in the chart. So what you have that will always produce money is you have a ridiculous work ethic. Yes. <laughs> And when someone has a ridiculous work ethic, they will generate money because money is a result of expenditure of energy. So if you keep spending energy, you will get something back. So there's two factors. One is take all the money in the world, throw it up in the air and watch where it comes back. And two is, is it a natural gift for you to have discipline and work? Because that's related to money.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Okay. And then we have Deborah Silverman on a Monday morning coming to you through a Telluride mountains where you are, I'm so blessed. I can hardly believe how beautiful this place is.
0: Yeah, and in your bio, you're talking about how you enjoy talking to the beautiful flowers, daily swims, spending time with friends and family. This doesn't sound like someone that's focused on money, but it sounds like <laughs> at the same time, you're very, you're living in Telluride. That is a money place. Like,
1: Well, I'm not living here. I'm having a holiday, but I do have a workaholic, and that has produced great results. I am the person that loves, loves, loves to serve. So. That's the mm-hmm. answer. I've generated money this life, not easily. Some people do it easily. I was the person that in the beginning, the money did not land in my pockets. But I realize now that after all my effort, there is a law in the universe that what goes out comes back. It's the one law. It's called karma. And do you know about Trevor Hall's music, Tanner?
0: I don't know. Is this another recommendation?
1: He wrote a song called Karma. Yes, he is. A very well-seasoned astrologer trained by me, and he's your age, and he is an incredible musician that you all want to listen to. Just put on Trevor Hall in Spotify or in Pandora, wherever you listen, and you will say to me, oh, my God, who knew Mm -hmm. the guy was this amazing. So, But he has a song called Karma that says it all.
0: (laughs) Sounds like my next podcast guest.
1: Yes. Yes, if you can get him. He's amazing.
0: Cool. I know you gotta go. I guess I got a final question I wanted to ask you, and that would be, why does the world need your purpose?
1: Because there's the missing element, not the one I was talking about in my book, but it is, is we have to start being kind. This planet's gonna go off grid, we're gonna break it, we're gonna go rock into a wall with enough violence and anger, and we're at the most critical time And I call it her story instead of his story, instead of history. We're the most critical time in her story where finally we have the opportunity to wake up inside the dream and realize that love is all that matters. I'm with Jesus. So this moment in time, nothing matters more than you figuring out who you are and how to get back to peace. Starts with you.
0: Wow. I love that. Thank you so much. That's such an inspiring message for every single person, regardless of our star sign. (laughs) This is like the sun. We all need to be oriented and revolving around this concept. Well
1: said, Tanner. What a pleasure. It was such a pleasure being with you today. And I'm hoping that your audience found value in thinking about the value of the stars.
0: Yeah, and I'm hoping that myself and some of them want to uh, continue to be in your life through your community that you've created. Thank you. I definitely want to be involved in that class in September so we can talk a little bit offline about that.
1: Yes, you let us through. We're going to get you. Yes, you communicate to us about that.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, it's been a pleasure, Deborah. You definitely uh, changed my world in a very positive way. I'm definitely like brimming with like optimistic, positive energy. As I am, it's not abnormal for me to feel that way. But this feels very, very real. Like you are all real, as like you said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the things that you said are, like really validate what I'm in my crazy jumbled mind is deciding is my truth. You have told me my truth in this completely outside our way we don't even know our connection to each other right now (laughs) (laughs) it's just incredibly magical to meet you today so grateful to have a podcast and all that thank you i wish you the very best in all the things you're doing and i'm sure our lives are going to intertwine in more unique ways in the future okay
1: thank you so much i'm going to go on to the rest of my world (laughs) thank
0: you deborah bye-bye bye So what actionable step are you going to take next? Do you have a lingering question or something you want help working through? Do you need support in doing what it's going to take to live your purpose? People of Purpose is here for you. Subscribe to the podcast and soak in the stories and words of our wonderful guests. Do you have any friends that might have enjoyed this episode or the podcast, bring them on board as a podcast subscriber. If you want to actually see the guests behind the voices, as well as the purposeful people and communities I'm a part of around the world, Follow the podcasting journey on Instagram at People of Purpose Podcast. You can connect with our purpose-seeking community on Facebook at People of Purpose by liking and following our page. Know the minute each new episode is published, hear first about upcoming People of Purpose opportunities, and receive regular tidbits of inspiration and media I'm purposely perusing, pursuing, and pondering. It's simply a regular dose of goodness intentionally filtered by me to nourish your personal path of purpose. For the ultimate engagement, Join our intentional group, Purpose Seekers, from the Facebook page. Join your longer-form discussions, link up with accountability partners, and share in opportunities and challenges to better know and grow in your purpose. Send me a direct message on either Facebook or Instagram if you want to talk privately and receive personalized guidance on how to raise your sales and write your ship. Come forth with your biggest dreams and aspirations, and I will do my best to connect you with the necessary resources and mentors from my network to start your trek along your personal path of purpose. Cheers, and here's to becoming.